with Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday Morning Matchup Show with the coach and Greg Biggins. Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the Friday Matchup Show. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building. I'm with my man, Greg Biggins. We're talking matchups, Friday matchups, and it's going down. GB, what up? What up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's, I'm excited about today's matchup show. We got very few buys this week. We got people actually playing Everybody's football. back, yeah. A little boring matchup show last week. We did have B-Huff on. No B-Huff this week, but we got all kinds of matchups. The Trinity League, we got six elite teams going after it. We have the game of the week on Fox, Rancho, Cucamonga, and Upland. But without further ado, are you ready to get going? Man, let's dive in. Let's dive in. How about... Oaks Christian, 4-2. Newberry Park, 4-2. Really intriguing matchup. Newberry Park's been kind of getting it done, running it and throwing it. Cam Risen's been throwing it and running it. Josh Madison, the Iowa State commit, has been very, very good. It's been different. You expect Cam to, to air it out 50 times a game, but they're not doing that. They've kind of been really balanced. Oaks Christian, last week you saw Josh Calvert and Mr. Satterman kind of going back and forth. Uh, at quarterback, both kind of uh, taking some reps. You had Zach Charbonnet, who's been really good at running back. And obviously, you can't talk about Oaks without talking about that defense, those two guys off the edge, Kayvon Thibodeau and Bo Calvert. So, really interesting matchup here. Um, I would kind of lean a little bit toward Oaks. I think they're going to be able to pressure Cam in this game. But still, there's a lot of intrigue to it. A lot of star power in this game, for sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot of star power. Josh Madison... Over there at Newberry Park, we know about Cam Rising. They got a receiver. His name is slipping my mind right now, but they got a receiver who can get deep. I think he wears number 11. If I remember my memory serves me correct, but Bo Calvert, Kayvon Thibodeau getting up the field, pressuring that spread offense over there at Newberry Park. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to put my money behind Zach Charbonnet getting, the, getting it done on the ground. Uh, I, th- I don't think Newberry Park's going to be able to match up defensively with Charbonnet, who's Got big-time talent at 6'1", 190 pounds, and get up the field with the quickness. I'm going to take Oaks Christian here in a 28-17 win. Oaks yeah. Christian. That sounds good. Newberry Park's been kind of – their defense has been kind of funky. They, they had a shutout last week against Palos Verdes, and that's a, that's a good PV team. But then they had a, a high-scoring game earlier against Westlake. So, uh, yeah, I like your score. I think it's going to be good. I kind of get to lean toward Oaks, but I, I think Newberry Park will definitely come to play. Speaking of Westlake, we have a Westlake team that was 5-1 and one versus an undefeated 5-0 and oh Calabasas team. Calabasas coming off an emotional win over Valencia. Have to gear up once again against an angry Westlake team. I just put Westlake in my top 20 last week for that Fox top 20 they go out and lose to Oxnard, coached by the great John Mack. Yeah. So Westlake was rolling, 5-0. and They take one. They lose to Oxnard. They're coming in angry. Calabasas had a huge win. Obviously, psychologically, there's a chance for a letdown game for Calabasas. For me, I still go with Calabasas. That offense was so good against Valencia. The Calabasas offense was really, really good. Uh, again, Casey, for me, seemed like the kind of guy who will not have a letdown. Johnny Wilson, Nico Hall, Michael Pittman, those guys are all just extremely, extremely good. Tough to match up with. I see them putting up 40 on just about everybody. Westlake, they're going to be tough. They're going to be physical. 
I will not be surprised. I know Jane doesn't throw a, a lot of picks, but I could see our guy Cam Fabi Kalani getting one. Yeah. But I still like Calabasas in this game. It could be close. The, the psychological psychological deal in the, in the game kind of makes me intrigued. But I still think Calabasas pulls this one out. Yeah, I think Calabasas is going to have too much for him. Greg. Too many athletes on the perimeter. How are you going to stay with Johnny Wilson? I, I'd like to see him and Cam Fabi Kalani match up. That's going to be a good one-on-one matchup, but. Like you said, Hall, Pittman, Keith and Gooden, Jaden Casey. They got too yeah, many Johnny weapons. Williams, yeah. Johnny Williams. They got too many weapons over there at Calabasas. I don't think Westlake's going to be able to keep up, especially in the second half. You take Calabasas uh, 42, Westlake 24. So next up, again, kind of an intriguing. This is a Mission League game, which is probably the second toughest league in the state after the Trinity League. Every game is always tough. We have Sarah. Taken on Loyola. Sarah is two and three. You say, oh, that's not very good. Then you figure out who they lost those three games to. A Narbonne team that they were in control of most of the time. A Punahou team that's top five in the state of Hawaii. And this past week to a top ten Chaminade team. Loyola's been a little up and down. They just lost this past week in kind of a weird game to Bishop Amat, seven to three. Yeah. Defensively, they're good. I mean, they sh- shut down Cathedral. And our guy, Bryce Young, held them to seven points. They held Bishop Amat to seven points. They beat a good Notre Dame team. They blew out a good St. Augustine team. I think Loyola's pretty good defensively, taking on a Sarah team that hopefully should come in pretty confident because they battled a good Chaminade team. And if you're Scott Altenberg, you had to love the fight your boys gave you. Sure. Doug, Doug Brumfield was, was really good and you know, hitting all those receivers, Johnny Jackson, Kobe Smith, Bunkley, Addison, all those guys defensively. I mean, I don't see Loyola with anybody that resembles Andrew Van Buren in this game. Therefore, I'm going to go with the Sarah Cavs. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too... Uh... Surprise if Sarah gets it. Where's this game going to be played at, Greg? Do we know? I can tell you in two seconds this game is going to be played at Sarah High School. Yeah, you got Sarah Excuse at me. home. Loyola High School, my bad. See, now, now, now it becomes interesting. Yeah, that is a, that's Loyola a drive. has a very that's intimidating – right, they got a very intimidating atmosphere. The kind of fans are right on top of you. Sarah, two weeks in a row going on a row, coming off of a tough loss with the prospects – with the prospects of not being league champs by losing to Chaminade. I think this game is going to be a little bit more intriguing than people think. But I'm going to take Sarah to bounce back here. I don't think Loyola has the offense to kind of put up points on that Sarah defense. I'm going to take Sarah, 31, Loyola, 21. Next up, we have Centennial taking on an Eastville Roosevelt squad that is 4-1 with only one loss this year. That was to... Your Servite Friars, they got a guy named Jeremy Musa who can absolutely spin the football, going to Hawaii, just took his official visit to Hawaii this past weekend, so he's coming in, he's going to be rejuvenated with the beautiful black sand beaches and the beautiful air of Hawaii, the aloha spirit out there. They have a pair of impact wide receivers in Chase Williams, Brayden Huffman-Dixon, Chase is also really, really good on defense. Centennial, we know all about those guys. Tanner McKee, they've had two buys in a row. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Obviously, Tanner should be healthy now. He's about 60% against Narbonne, had that ankle injury. So they're off the last two weeks. They're coming in here. Obviously, got the running backs. Defensively, 
best handheld defense I've seen in probably five years at least. Gary Bryant on offense is a guy to watch for in this game. Um, it's going to be fun to see if Chase kind of matches up with Gary. But, but I, I think defensively, I, I really want to see how Centennial's improved defense. You know, Drake Jackson and Kevin Pitcher and, and uh, Isaiah Young at corner. Young. Yeah, I want to see how they match up because they've been shutting people down. Yeah. Even at IMG, there was times in that game where Centennial was shutting them down. So I, I, I'm never going to pick against Centennial. Even if they're playing Mario and Bosco, I think Centennial's that good. But I, I want to see if Roosevelt will battle. I want to see how, how many points they can score on Centennial's defense. I'll take you back a couple weeks ago, Greg. Roosevelt went to go play my Servite Friars. They got walloped by about 50. Servite beat you by 50. Centennial beat you by 70. I'm calling 77 to 7 Centennial with the dub. Let's move along. I'm going to write that down. Write it down. 70 to 7. Type it in. It'll last longer. Dude, I'm all about typing it in. Just don't tag anybody on this one, would you? <laughs> How about modern day? Let's go to the Trinity. We've got four games to go here. Yep. we got modern day Santa Margarita. I'll tell you what. Going into the year, I didn't know what to think from Santa Margarita. I like Coach Fish a lot, former Nebraska assistant coach out there. I didn't know what to think. But I'll tell you what. After watching them play Mission Viejo, their only loss, I'm really impressed with the Eagles. I think they're really good. I think modern day is probably right now the favorite in that league. Obviously, I'm going to go with modern day, but Santa Margarita, they get after it defensively. They're really good. That Mission Viejo squad, that was the first team all year to score more than seven points against them. I think modern day's defense is, is quite good. They're balanced. They're running it this year. Jacoby Harper, Chris Street, all those receivers. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown and the defense, really good with Solo and Mace and that secondary. So I think it's going to be modern day, but I'm, I, I think Santa Margarita is going, to, is going to battle. It's going to be a tough game because Santa Margarita, I mean, they fight. You know, they play hard. They, they do. One thing I didn't like about Santa Margarita, Greg, they had issues with Elijah Griffin. They had issues guarding him. He was too athletic for their defense. Well, guess what? Here comes the mask magician, Amon Ross <laughs> St. Brown. Here comes Brew. Here comes Nico Remigio. Yeah. I mean, they got a handful of guys who can torch you. So, I like Santa Margarita, Greg, but this is going to be a blowout. I'm taking modern day 56, Santa Margarita 14. 56 to 14. I'll tell you what, I love all four of those modern day receivers. But athletically, I think Elijah Griffin is as tough athletically to match up against anybody. So, um, yeah, that'll be good. How about this one? Staying in the Trinity League. How about Servite, a team you've adopted, taking on an undefeated J. Sarah Lions squad that's firing on all cylinders. Interested to see if Munir McLean is back. He's been out for a couple weeks. Sure. He's very crucial to them in this game offensively. Matt Robinson, heck of a quarterback. Defensively, very, very good team. Malik McLean off that edge. Servite, I mean, I'll let you speak on Servite. That's your, that's your team. Obviously, we know how good they are, but uh, th- this, could be, this could be a real, I mean, it's going to be a really good game. I think you might even be there, coach. I don't know. What, are, you th- are you thinking you might, you might go or what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? They might need you. 
said Cerritos College, which is literally two minutes driving from my house. My Servite Friars getting down against Jay Sarah. Man, it's going to be a great game. It's, it's, it's a lot of great matches. Think about it. You got the McLean brothers and Tariq Lucky running routes. You got Julius Irvin. You got Trent McDuffie out there in the secondary. Right? Yeah. Then you got our guy playing quarterback for Servite. We're talking about TJ McMahon. TJ McMahon. Yeah. And also Caden Bell. They got two of them. Right. Yeah. And McLean pass rushing. Trying to get up the field and make plays. We know survive. they want to run it, run it and throw it. It's going to be so intriguing. There's some really good matchups. And Al Fisher running the ball against those Servite linebackers. Yeah, absolutely. Lytle and... Yeah. Robertson. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. What about my guy, Cade Fuller, coming downhill making plays at 6'3", 190? That's a big old safety. That can run. Julius Irving. I mean, you can't, throw, you can't just throw. He's Roman, man. That's Julius is a great. I mean, he is. I know he's going to play corner, but man, I love him just roaming the secondary. So, I mean, Robinson's going to need to protect the football for sure. I mean, a lot of intriguing game within the game type matchups in this one for sure. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. So, I'm going with my Servite Friars. Shocker. Servite 35, J. Sarah. 27. Okay. 35. I'm writing it down. I see you over there keeping the track of my picks here. I have to, game. right? You wouldn't want me to. I got to keep you accountable. How about this one? Rancho Cucamonga. This actually could be the one we finish up with, but we're going to go with Rancho Cucamonga versus Upland. It's the Fox game of the week. These two teams are hated league rivals. This is uh, a matchup of two top 10 teams in the southern section. Rancho's D1, Upland's number one in D2. So many intrigues, so much intrigues. Again, game within the game. Yeah. Rancho's secondary has not skipped a beat at all, losing all those guys from last year Venable and Hall and Thomas Graham. Yeah. David Baldwin at quarterback has not had an off game. Yeah. I don't know if he's had an off series. He's got some dynamic receivers that can get down the field. Skill guys in general. Skill guys in general, absolutely. Defensively, they have maybe the top sophomore in the state of California, linebacker Justin Flo. Sure. Jaden Dedman, I'm a big fan of. Rancho's got some receivers that can make plays that are explosive. I mean, shoot, Jeremiah Cradell is barely even playing defense this year. He's playing mostly receiver because their secondary has been so good. So Jeremiah is a tough matchup. You know, Sean Dollars hasn't really gotten off yet. Early in the season. He yeah, but I mean, game, but yeah, he's, he's had really a couple games where he hasn't even broken 100. Yeah. Is this the game you want to feed the guy? They got Nick Acosta, who's a really efficient quarterback. Yeah, with a lot of game experience. A lot of game experience. He won a lot of football games. So, I mean, for me, it's a pick em game. Yeah. I mean, Upland's got multiple running backs. Yeah. They got players, They man. got players. Both teams have players. This is going to be a game. If you love athletes, this is the game for you. There are going to be athletes on both sides of the ball at every position. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play. And with that being said, I'm going to go with Upland. Okay. David Baldwin, the big lefty, the 2019 superstar. His running, his throwing, his leadership. 
We talked about dead men. We talked. About, we got Cal Jones in the back yeah. of Bryce Turner, Tyler Cameron Davis, Cameron Davis Taj yeah. Davis. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they just got a ton of cats, and so does Rancho. I mean, they're loaded too. It's a rivalry game, the IE's finest. Rancho versus Upland. I'm gonna take Upland. Does location matter for you? Do you want me to tell you where the game's yeah, at? Where's it gonna be? The game is gonna be at Rancho Cucamonga. Ooh. So they're hosting it. They have a very passionate home crowd. Man, it's gonna be turned up. Oh, very much so. It's gonna be on TV, Greg. I know you're gonna record it. I'm gonna record it. I got it. it on my DVR already. Yes, sir. Shout out to the IE's finest. Rancho versus Upland, man. It's gonna be a great game. Both teams, go out there, play your hardest, physical, fast, smart, but clean. Let the best team come out on top. I'm going to go with Upland, Greg. We're okay. going to take it. Upland, 24, Rancho, 21. 24? To what, 21? 21. Okay. Last but not least, we have a Trinity League Battle Royal. They all are, but this is the two highest rated teams, at least by Greg Biggins. St. John Bosco is number two. Orange Lutheran is number five in my southern section rankings. Bosco has an A and a B team that would both be top five in the southern section. They have two quarterbacks that are extremely good at football. They have a running back, George Halani, who is very, very good. They have an offensive line that can get to the second level and do some damage. They got four receivers and a tight end, Jude Wolf. I'll tell you what, Coach Keith, Jude Wolf is a guy I would love to see more involved in the offense. We saw Matt Shumanot, a heck of a blocker, but this is a 6'6 guy who's a very tough matchup to deal with. Devin Cooley and Jake Bailey and Delgado, all those receivers are really, really good. Obviously, we know what they can do as far as running the football. Um, Orange Lou, again, they're rolling. You know, offensively, Ryan Helinski has been as good as anybody. Junior class, uh, for me, made a huge leap from last year to this year. And I think a lot of it is confidence, a lot of it is poise. He's confident that he can get guys open and throw guys open. He's got Kyle Ford, who's an elite, elite junior receiver. Logan Loya, really, really good. Cam Garner is special. They don't run the ball too much. That's not their game. When they do, it's kind of more of a change of pace. They want to throw the ball consistently, even on run-pass options. I feel like that they throw the ball out of that more, more so than they run it. I think the big question mark is Orange Lou up front. Can they measure up both sides of the ball with that big Bosco O-line and that big Bosco D-line? Yeah. Two factors stand out to me, Greg. Factor number one, George Halani has been dominant thus far. Can Olu's defense, who gave up some money to Sherrod White, can they not stop George Lonnie because I don't think you're going to be able to stop him, but can they control him? Can they manage his yards after contact? Can they manage you know, him breaking off explosive runs? I think the second big factor is who's going to play quarterback at St. John Bosco? We know Real has had his struggles this season. He's a returning state champion. We know DJ came in and did a nice job helping the team to victory last week or two weeks ago versus St. John's. You were at practice, Greg. What'd you see? DJ Uwe Agalele. I was practicing. Nice. I was practicing. Uwe Agalele. Uh, you know what? Um, they both look good. 
I think they both look good, to be honest with you. It's, the thing I, they're both going to play. So who starts, to me, isn't that big of a deal. It's probably who finishes the game. Sure. Um, the thing that I'm interested in, you mentioned, you know, Shroud White, you know, Travis Dye at Narco also had a pretty sizable game against them. And, and the thing with Heritage and Shroud White was in the second half, they were able to make Heritage one-dimensional because they were scoring consistently. Sure. They put eight guys in the box, nine guys in the box to shut down Shroud White. You can't put eight guys in the box against Bosco because they had those four receivers in that tight end. So that's what's going to be hard. They have to play Bosco more or less straight up. I would still put more guys in the box. I would still try to stop, stuff the run first yeah. and then worry about the pass later. But again, um, game within the game, right? We've got the two JoJo's over at Orange Lou. Sure. Forrest and Hawkins, both very good. Uh, but that's just two. Yeah. That's two guys, and they got four receivers and a tight end. So just a really defensively, I feel like this is a game that Orange Lou is going to have to score points, not field goals, touchdowns. Yeah. Because it just, I think it's going to be hard to stop Bosco's offense unless you're scoring. I see Bosco probably winning this game. I think Orange Lou's made huge strides, and I'm a big fan of what they're doing. But uh, I feel Bosco's going to be really motivated. Um, you know, again, talking to some of the coaches, man, they, they said they've had the best practices all year this week. Oh, so they're, they're really ready to go. They're excited to play, and uh, I think it's going to be tough for Orange Lou to, to stay with Bosco. I guess one matchup we we forgot to mention, Greg, which is probably the top twenty nineteen defensive back, maybe in the in the country for sure in the West Coast, Chris Steele versus Kyle Ford, and maybe the number one receiver on the West Coast for twenty nineteen. The two top players on the West Coast at their respective positions going head to head. How you see that shaking? I'm out? going to the game just for that because otherwise, I mean, I would I would either you know stay home and watch the four games on Prep Zone, or yeah. I, I would go to a different game. But I literally want to see that matchup. And you can't see, I'm, it's on prep zone, but I want to literally, I'm going to watch those two guys. Yeah. Hopefully they let Chris trail him and do whatever. Yeah. You know, last year, you know, Chris got some pretty good licks in on Kyle over at Servite. Yeah, he did. But I feel like this year, they're, they're both different animals. They're both built differently. They both want that challenge. I feel like, you know, Chris is really good, hasn't been challenged much, only has, what, 13 balls attempted on him. Kyle Ford, for me, has been as good as any receiver. I'm trying to th- as I'm talking, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've seen another receiver out west this year in the senior class who's been as productive and as dominant. I mean, he is really good. I, I mentioned Juju Smith, just the comparison because of how big and physical. He looks quick to me. He's all of 6'2". You know, Chris is a big corner, 6'1". So there's that physical matchup. Yeah. You know, it just... Blocking, you know, there's there's going to be trash talking in this game between those two guys. They know each other, so that's going to add even more intrigue to it. Yeah. So, I mean, the, again, the game within the game. But for me, I want to see that matchup more so than any other matchup this week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be big time. If I if I'm going to make a prediction in this game, I, I love your analysis. I'm going to take Bosco though. I'm going to take Bosco 35, Orange Lutheran 21. Now, that's fair. And I think, dude, and I don't think was it Cal Preps or someone didn't do Orange Lou any favors by picking Orange Lou. I think Orange Lou kind of wants to almost come in under the radar. But shoot, now Bosco's—I mean, they're always looking for a reason to get motivated. That's Bosco. That's how they are. They're just, they're, yeah. they're just looking for a reason to built to, like that. They want to hate someone. They're looking for a reason to hate you. Yeah, just like the linebacker from uh, what was the, the movie Alvin Mack? The program. my guy Dwayne Davis from the program. He's you know I heard what you said about my mother. That's right. That's Bosco. 
They want a I reason like to hate you. Yeah. And they see someone picking Orange Lou as their upset special. Like, that was in their locker room. Are you serious? They had that They absolutely in their had room. it in their locker room. Orange Lou picked to beat them by Cal Preps. Shout out to Cal Preps for getting those boys <laughs> Bosco motivated. Cal like, Preps does a good job. I mean, the we talk, coach we talked to was about 85% accurate. But, no, I mean, I, I, again, I like Orange Lou a lot. They're my number three team in the league. Yeah. Um, going into the start, start in the league. But I think Bosco is just – I think they're going to be a really, really tough matchup in that week one Trinity League battle. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting, It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. Friday matchup show. Hey, we appreciate you taking a ride. Well, the social media drops, you can follow me on Twitter at CoachKeith underscore MP. That stands for National Preps. Follow my man at Greg Vegas. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Richie Hammond. Y'all be cool.